0: Hello, my name is Tanai, and I'm a women's intimacy and empowerment coach. For years, I tried to heal what I thought was commitment phobia, and I realized that there's actually no such thing. This podcast is an opportunity to have conversations about what gets in the way of us creating real intimacy, and how can we have more deep and vulnerable connections in our relationships? This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, everybody welcome back i am so thrilled for today's episode because it's rare that i really get to interview someone that has intimately impacted and transformed my life so today's really special i have with me karim yusif is that how you would say it in english
1: oh well,
2: yeah
0: Youssef. you Yousif, okay um who's Thanks. a taoist medicine practitioner and he owns a practice called taoist wellness art and I've been doing acupuncture with him for the past five months, and it's yeah i'm a very different person than when we started. He came to me in a moment in my life where I was very lost, very depressed, very um, volatile in my emotions, and and really helpless with my health. It's been 7 years of dealing with chronic stomach issues, chronic back pain, chronic uti symptoms. chronic like skin infections like really so many things and I felt like I had no hope and then I've been working with him and finally have felt like someone gets it and someone has like a vision for me um and yeah I've been healing way quicker than I have in the last years with all the other people that I've worked with so really special to be working with him and um Like, as you guys know, I've had a very long healing journey as well with my relationship to like romantic partners and men specifically. And he's, I've been more vulnerable with him than any man in my entire life. He's seen me like literally at my worst. Like I I've had an exorcism on his table. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been like two healing journeys, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like getting to feel exposed in front of a man that is very new for me. And also he, you're you're so full of love and you're so full of tender love, which also for me has been very challenging to receive. Um mm-hmm. so it's been really cool to receive it from a practitioner, you know, and feel safe like wow, it's okay to receive tenderness and to receive care. Um so yeah, very excited to have you here. Um Thanks. I'm going to now give you the 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 space to introduce yourself and just tell the audience what you do.
2: Thank you. Thank you. First of all, thanks for the invite. Thank you for, for being open and, and being so dedicated on working on yourself. it's, it's all, all your credit. Hmm. Um, yeah, like, like I was saying, I'm a Taoist doctor. I've uh, been practicing Taoist medicine for 13 years now and yeah those those things are are meant to change our lives not not just for the ones that receive it but also for the ones that start learning and practicing so I'm very thrilled to be here thanks
0: yeah absolutely so start yeah let's start with you and why don't you give us the back story of what um, like what inspired you to, you know, start putting needles in people's bodies. Like that's not something that people just wake up and think of doing. Right. So tell us a little bit about you and what brought you to this work.
2: okay so I, I I was a musician. I've always been into music and. Just had the need of of coming close to something more spiritual at the beginning and i got to know this medicine because of a a girlfriend at that time who was being treated by who is my teacher now and through her experience i got to see very amazing things that really caught my attention and from there i started to now be a patient myself and similar to you coming with all of these questions with like what's going on what is this about how how am I feeling better out of needles Mm -hmm. Um, got really amazed about all of the philosophy that holds this medicine which is which is the origins of the medicine comes from the Taoist philosophy and the Taoist uh need of understanding the body in alliance with the spirit and that's what makes it very very whole because it has this both sides of the of the coin that show you how things can be very very material very earthling very very grounded to the body but also they need the spirit in order to be alive, and they need this intelligence to feed it and to guide it and to be able to work. So that, that got me into it, and little by little, I I discovered that I had the need of something with a, a bit more like meaning behind what I decide to do with my life and what I... I decide to put in all of my effort and all of my hours. And so I found it here and it's been very rewarding, very nourishing. And I, I'm just amazed every day by the things that you can see in this world.
0: Mm. Yeah, ditto. Um, on that note, when I tell people, you know, my experience, it's, it's like, for me, acupuncture has been what to others is breathwork or the psychedelics. And mm-hmm. when I tell people that they're like, wait, what? Like, I've never heard anyone describe acupuncture that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'd love for you to explain why, like, why is it that I have experiences where I'm like, you know, seeing memories and visions and, like having exorcisms and things that people describe usually you know with other modalities Mm
2: -hmm. well first of all because um taoists discovered that the spirit has a, a material part which is connected to the body and because the spirit doesn't have any material it's formless formless timeless but in order to to guide our body and to guide our human experience it needs to be attached to something and it is attached to the body in five specific uh, not just organs but the the function of many organs that come together in like five spots, which you can call the the core of our body. And this is this comes from a, a Taoist theory that's called the uh, Wu Xing in Chinese, which means five movements or five bases, which has been translated at times as five elements but it's not the same vision as the the Greeks had of this material elements you know earth water wind and fire this is more of a a, a transition between yin and yang from yin to become yang there's phases there's times and from the night in order to become day it has to go through the sunrise and morning mm. so that's a different phase so you have midnight morning midday then you have the afternoon or the sunset and you go back into the night so this describes four important spots but they can only work with the center in the middle so this is the five faces that are going to be found all around nature you find them within one day you find them within one year spring summer fall winter and the center part which is it 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 comes between every one of them and this this happens in our earth in our solar system and for us to be able to live here we need to adapt our mechanisms to this ones that already exist and they have been existing for millions of years so this is why our body has this form and it starts to grow in five directions we have five five like points of of being stretched out our head to two arms and two legs and then Every one of those gets stretched out again in five spots. So this is why we have five fingers, we have five senses, we have five inner organs. And this five, five spots, they hold our spirit and they make the connection with the body. So by understanding that they started developing tools, to enhance and to to heal and to uh, like strengthen these mechanisms, and acupuncture is one of them, but it's not the only one. Breath work and qigong is another one. Uh, therapeutic massage, herbs, um, energy treatments—they all come from this same understanding of what our body is. So that is why with with needles, you can touch the nervous system or many systems like muscular tissues, veins and arteries, and you're gonna have a message sent to the body to every specific point that you want to, to approach. So this moves the whole system and this is why you have reactions that are mental, physical, and spiritual because they're all together. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, When it comes to the needles, though, compared to something like taking mushrooms or taking ayahuasca is, like, so different. So how Mm -hmm. is it that it can create similar results?
2: It's because... By touching one point, touching a a specific nervous system, you're gonna give a message to the to the brain and to the central nervous system. So it's similar to what happens when you eat or smoke or drink something, but that substance is gonna get to the nervous system through the digestive system or through the respiratory system and they all get to the to the vessels and to the nervous system and this sends the message and causes the reaction Mm. so it's the body that that uh like releases this chemicals and start to produce the 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 inner chemistry in a different way Mm -hmm. by eating something and approaching the nerves through the belly or by touching the nerves on an much outer system
0: got it okay mm-hmm. yeah i had no idea that in the end they're kind of touching the same points yeah. the same yeah, system. Exactly. okay cool mm-hmm. so okay so on that note what does it actually mean when we talk about repressing emotions
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and having them in different parts of our body right because that's so that's like something that is so easily said like oh yeah i'm just repressing this or repressed emotion but like what does that actually mean in the body
2: so emotions are first of all are energetic movements and energy in our body depends on blood flow whatever the energy moves our blood is going to follow so if we think of something then the blood is going to come up to the head and is going to start causing a reaction. It's going to start if we are feeling something, if we're feeling love, fear, whatever, our body releases the the appropriate chemicals for us to be able to feel that emotion. So whenever we repress something, we're, we're restraining the natural flow both of energy and blood. Okay, so this can cause different reactions depending on, on each one of us, but they're going to be always affecting the chemistry of our body, the natural chemistry. So this, this movements, like we're saying, they're both energetic and material. They're going to be... Um, allowed or fabricated by different parts of our body so they're they're not all mental they're not all on our head they depend on other organs to exist like let's say anger Mm -hmm. anger when we whenever we get angry our blood flow tends to come up all the way up to the head Mm. It makes me think of a cartoon.
0: Get,
2: yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we 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 tend to get all red. Yeah. Our eyes pop out. Our voice gets loud. Mm-hmm. So there's a a blood flow, a, a very big blood flow going in one direction. This direction is up. In order for that to exist, we need adrenaline. And we need a liver to provide both blood and adrenaline. Right. Yeah, so so it's not all on the head. The head or the 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 sense organs, our eyes, our our ears, can cause like the the spark that is going to light it up. But if the liver is not ready, we're not going to be able to to get angry. Hmm. So this is why the emotions live in different parts of our body. And if we hold them back, if we repress them, this different parts of the body are gonna be uh, having different reactions because of that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Yeah. So something that I've experienced in your sessions is is getting in touch with that anger to the point where like I really felt it, you know, just like crack open and, and overflow and and come out. Mm-hmm. Um, which of course then like like sped up the healing. And I also like right after started noticing these different things happen in my life. Like for example, having a much easier time telling people that something bothered me or having mm-hmm. a much easier time setting boundaries, having a much easier time just like communicating certain things. And I was wondering if you could like speak on that, just the connection between the two.
2: Right. So one of the liver's functions is to move things, to move everything. He is the one or she or it is the one that allows everything to move in our body. So that's that's why we call it the the face of the the wood, because its movement is similar to to a tree's or to a plant. It needs to to activate a flow that is not very visible. You cannot see it easily as a tree grows. You cannot see it very easily because it doesn't pump. It doesn't stretch. It's like you you only see it and you come back a week later and you notice that it grew.
0: Yeah.
2: You cannot see the process itself.
0: You have to set a camera there for exactly. weeks exactly. and then speed it up
2: exactly. So it grows kind of passively. yeah, and it's the same in our body. The liver allows the blood flow and the energetic movement passively. it's It's not a heart that is going to be pumping. It's not a muscle that contracts. Mm-hmm. It's something that provides blood, nutrients, and energy. For everything else to sprout and to grow. Okay? So, anger comes whenever this movement is being blocked, Mm. whenever something is not being able to move. So, anger comes with the strength and the adrenaline enough to move anything that is stopping this flow. Mm -hmm. okay so whenever we work on that anger and we we understand it we allow the things to move naturally and and the blockage is gone now the liver can do do its work move everything and we can express because we're no longer no longer blocked inside Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's like a river that that is being able to flow, and, and in that flowing, we can express ourselves. But when that river is being hold, held back, and it's being blocked by something, yeah, then we're not going to be able to express. Yeah, and the only sometimes the only way that we find to express is through anger. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's it's there. It's it's not something that is going to be harmful or it's bad. Like sometimes we tend to think of anger as a bad emotion or a negative emotion, but it's not. It's just it it can be harm, harmful if we don't understand it.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think like in my case, like um, in my case, anger has been a very big trigger in in uh, romantic relationships and. I'm pretty convinced like I think this is a fact that I specifically would call in men that at least I I either saw like it was either my perspective that they repressed their anger or they actually did. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like I don't know if I like would call in those people to keep myself safe from them. Right. To see like, oh, no, you have repressed anger. So I can't like I like it's Mm -hmm. almost like a defense mechanism. And I think, like, in my case, it's because I was so scared of my dad's anger that that then, you know, programmed in my brain, like, anger is bad, anger is not safe. And my anger wasn't received either. So it's also like it's not safe to receive anger and it's not safe to express it.
1: Right.
0: Would you say that you like, would you say that the body is a map of your life and like what you have around you, you can see in your body? 100%.
2: 100%. Yeah, 100%. Our body adapts to, to every mechanism that it, it holds and it understands. Like, our body is going to grow in a way that that our emotions dictate and that our energy allows emotions being energy. So if we – you can see this all the time in, in, in the practice – you see the body having different forms due to different emotions
0: hmm yeah. okay yeah give us some examples
2: like the the most impressive is the tongue because the tongue is, is' a muscle that holds different forms depending on how the blood flow is being able to come all the way up and this blood blood flow is, is produced by the heart so the tongue is like a a sprout of the heart it's like a a little little sprout of the heart yeah they're super close and their their fibers are very similar so this is why you can see the the tongue and you can see the heart Mm. yeah it's almost a mirror so within this tongue, there's going to be forms, there's going to be some places that are thinner, some places are being a little bit swollen, some places are humid, some others are cracking up because uh, out of dryness. And by this, you can see how things are moving inside the heart. So the heart receives everything from the other organs it receives blood from the liver it it receives oxygen from the lungs it receives electricity from the kidneys and by seeing the heart you can see how the rest of the body is working okay okay so you can see sometimes the tip of the tongue very very red like a special coloring, this red, a bit more vivid, and by that you understand that there is a lot of stress.
1: Mm.
2: Why? Because you know that the heart is working too much, and yeah. you can only work too much when it's all stressed out. Mm. So this is one thing you can see the the borders and the sides of the tongue, and depending on their form, it's going to be how the liver is working. If they're if they're colored or not, if they're pale, if they're swollen, if they're dry and maybe maybe have little cuts. So if you learn how to see the tongue you can understand the whole body. Mm. but you're gonna find it also on the belly how the belly is is uh, like has different forms if it comes down in some part, you know there's going to be the large intestine being blocked by this or that mm-hmm. so this is one of the big sciences of the Taoist medicine is understanding how the body is working from the outside
1: mm-hmm.
2: they, they call it the manifestation or the form of the inside and everything is visible everything you can find it if you want to find the digestive system you go to the muscles Mm -hmm. and you touch the muscles and you see if they're nourished if they're strong and that that gives you all of the information of the digestive system if you want to see the heart you, you come to the cheeks and you see the coloring in the cheeks if they're if they're blushing if they're they have spots and that gives you information of the heart Mm. yeah if you want to see the kidneys you can find them on the hair you see the hair it's being colored if it's getting gray if it's falling down
1: yeah
2: everything has uh uh uh, how would you say it uh like a reason of happening and this we understood
1: very well
0: Mm. yeah wow and then like in terms of intimacy and relationships, like you could take it even there, right? Like I know the stomach has to do with your relationship to your mother. That's what I I heard like in, um, or like, yeah. Like how you received right nutrients, which also could be like received love from, from your mother, um, would impact that. So then that would impact your relationship. So it's like, I just, it's making me think of, of tarot readers or like fortune tellers. Yeah. And really like you could be one. Like you could tell through somebody's body what their life is like in so many ways, or at least make assumptions according to this the right the states of different body parts.
2: Yeah. 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 It's it's essentially that's one main part of a doctor's job. Understanding this. If you if you don't understand this, it's very it's gonna be very difficult to help someone. Hmm. Because you're not being able to see the problem. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: That's so cool. Um even like when I when I think about a certain amount of money that I wanna make, and then I connect to how it would make me feel, and I notice that my breath would slow down, my body would relax, it it, it kinda lets me know, like, sure, I can go and chase after that money. But if my body is not in a certain state, then will I really be able to receive it or or create it? Right? Would you Would you say right. that's true?
2: Yeah, exactly, totally, hmm. totally. Because we we only see life through our own lenses. For us, life has certain shapes because of the experiences that we've had. This is what Taoists call the. Uh, The acquired spirit everything that happens from the moment we start being fabricated in our mom's belly Mm -hmm. from there we start having experiences we start to feel things different emotions some are going to be ours but when we're in our mom's belly our emotions are mom's emotions Mm -hmm we we breathe we eat and we feel through our mom so we're one mm-hmm. but that is going to start being uh, stored in our system we we're going to start to to build uh, a certain memory from that point on mm-hmm. and everything that happens after that is going to be affecting the way our energy and our blood moves so this this causes our our mind and our spirit to have a certain point of view so this point of view is built and we are going to see everything in life through this lens only through this point of view Mm -hmm. so a big part of of Healing is breaking these ideas constantly. Right. Bre- breaking it and being able to be open again, to be able to learn again, to see with a different point of view, to understand differently the situations that have already passed and the ones are that are new to come.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 In m- In my case, that makes me think of learning to like relearning what's what's safe and what isn't Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so when when people say like the body doesn't lie trust the body i like i love that but then it also makes me think of the many 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 times in my life where because i've always been so scared of intimacy i would i would be like with a man just talking or or dating him or whatever and my body would not feel safe now I always did listen to my body, but mm-hmm. and that and like I like pat myself in the back for being like, cool, like that's safety, right? Like listening to my body, honoring myself. But that like sense of lack of safety, like it it wasn't actually real. like it, there was no lack of safety, right It was just like like my, in my programming, some like vulnerability feels unsafe, right or, or closeness would feel unsafe. is that really my body communicating or is that like thoughts like how how would you describe that and is it just that like if you've experienced some trauma then your body isn't 100% reliable like how would you describe that in in your practice
2: okay this is something that usually we need to build out of experience because sometimes it can be our god like our god talking to us and Mm -hmm like a hunch that we we have and by paying attention to it or not we can develop an experience and learn how to trust our feelings because sometimes they're going to be very real they're they're from our spirit and it can be whatever a vision a sensation uh some pain or whatever but if you don't pay attention to it and see what the outcome is you cannot know whether it's real or is more related to some memory or trauma Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. so
2: this is this is something that we we need to train some people have it very very well trained and very natural
0: yeah,
2: and they understand this, and they 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 learn to trust their instincts very naturally. Some others, like including myself, we need to practice it mm. and start and start feeling it and see. Okay, I I felt this and I paid attention, and it turned out well or it turned out terribly. Okay, next time I'm gonna pay attention and see what the outcome is. And you repeat this. And you start building this knowledge, this mm-hmm. real knowledge of what your 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 spiritual like advice or your spiritual guy, your intuition is really telling you, or if it's something else. Yeah. Yeah, and it becomes it becomes very reliable after a while.
0: Mm. You know? Yeah, I I love your answer because it it sounds like. It sounds like there needs to be a level of intention and, and attention. Like it needs yeah. to be kind of this active relationship with the intuition, um, and getting curious. Cause in my case, yeah, I've there's been many times where it's it's you know, I, I've gotten super activated. I it's like I don't feel safe. And so I listen to myself and then realize, no, actually I was safe. And so then it's like, okay, next time I feel this, let me just Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of like like it reminds me of of the very first session that traumatized you that I, I screamed really loud. <laughs> <laughs> and something that, that changed like everything for me was that you were like, tonight you can't let yourself be taken by the pain. Mm. You know, like, like don't let it take you away. Um, mm. And that's been a practice of of sitting, like laying down on that table and telling myself like, this is okay, this pain's okay. Um, mm-hmm. And remembering, la- remember last time you felt that pain and you were okay? Like this time you're also gonna be okay. Right. Um, right. And, and actually I've had a lot of people ask me this and wondering what, what you would have to say. A lot of people ask, you know, I get that I have to feel my feelings, but then like, when is it over? It's always like that question of, okay, I get it. I feel my feelings, now what? So mm-hmm. is there like a right time to move out of like being in your feelings when, when you've gone through something?
2: Well, our feelings are going to be part of our our spirit. Like, remember this, this acquired spirit that we were talking about? Mm-hmm. Our feelings feelings they come really close to the spirit Mm. they they're almost away to the spirit which is why one of the biggest practice in spirituality is meditation by calming the heart calming the feelings and and the mind essentially is going to allow us to see something else but it's very close Mm. so these feelings they they they're basically part of us and they're there because of one big reason we needed them we needed that that experience to understand something and to grow right so whenever we're dealing with something that is very painful very hard to get over It's very good to go deep into the reason why we needed this experience because it's going to be a a tool for our growth and not just something that is negative and it's going to be holding us back. Mm -hmm. If we understand it and we're able to see the reason why, it can be a huge boost, can boost us massively and then it becomes almost like a, a motivation some sort of fuel like i've i've understood that i've have come over that and now i'm able to go over anything that life throws at me so mm-hmm. it's very empowering mm-hmm. but it's it's only through a process of healing and very hard work
1: Mm.
2: very hard work going over it over and over and it 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 tends to come back but whenever it comes back we're we're a bit more awake and we're a bit more understood Mm. and okay we we take it in like that time we don't let it cause whatever reaction it wants to cause like in the tradition, specifically the Taoist and the Buddhist tradition, they describe this as a a wild cow or a a wild horse. Our emotions they usually make us react as a wild animal. Mm. They they do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. If they get scared. They start jumping, kicking, screaming. Yeah. Right. So our job is to tame them. First of all, if we want to tame a wild animal, we need to first catch it.
1: <laughs>
2: and that is that is quite a battle. Like it's, yeah. it's almost <laughs> a battle of life and death. It can be, it can be. Yeah. It doesn't
0: want to be caught. Yeah.
2: No, exactly. And it's going to be, it's going to do anything on its power to break free. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, go and catch it, then be able to calm it down in order to leash it. If you, if you leash it, it's going to be struggling, it's going to be pulling back. So your job is to, to calm it down, to tame it. And after a while, after several phases, this wild animal becomes almost domestic. And it, it can sit it can sit by your side and be at ease. Mm. And it can be a companion, it can be a friend. And sometimes it can even understand you and help you with your tasks. So this is the emotional basis. This this is the work that we have to go through with ourselves, with our emotions.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So this 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 is part of us we are we are one with this experiences and this is why destiny throws this experiences at us Mm. it's it's a matter of destiny it's not us that we we chose them Yes, the destiny that's best for us that puts us in that spot at that time with this person or that person. We are born in a certain family because destiny chose this as the best for us.
1: Mm.
2: So if we change that point of view, it can help us, it can help us a lot in being more, more joyful with the experiences that we have. Right. Even though they're gonna be still very challenging, very hard that that's not going to change, but our, our approach can be changed.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's just like being at peace, even with the adversities, like knowing that you chose, like you're right. Your soul chose these adversities for your own expansion and growth. um, It's so much more empowering.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting to hear you describe this experience as taming emotions, because it's like, it's almost what we intend to do by pushing them down. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it sounds like it's almost like we, most of us go through this experience of like, letting them out, and like feeling them and it's chaotic. And then we learn to be empowered so that they're not controlling us, but we're more in control of them.
2: Right? Because it's, if you if you use this same analogy as as a wild animal sometimes you need a wild animal to get tired this this happens a lot with horses okay they let them loose and they let them run mm. and whenever they get tired they will come back mm. they, they're gonna want to eat rest and that is a, a good timing for us to come close and to to build this kind of trust with the animal Mm -hmm. but some other times you cannot let that happen if there's people around if there's something dangerous that can come then you restrain it and you don't let it up Mm -hmm. it's the same animal so it can be the same emotion Mm
0: -hmm. but
2: how are you working with these emotions
0: yeah
2: yeah so sometimes it's very okay and very healthy to let them out mm. to feel them and experience experience them at, at the best like a huge emotion
1: mm-hmm. and
2: some of the times we need to be like okay we've we've been there we cannot go there again yeah. we need to have a different approach this time mm.
0: yeah so yeah. good That's a really helpful way of looking at it, like with the horse. Yeah. When it comes to people who have a hard time receiving affection, like I have a friend who I can't hug her for longer than like 10 seconds. She gets uncomfortable.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I think there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, you know, I'm just not affectionate or like I just don't do the lovey-dovey stuff. Is that like, are there people that are like that, or, or is that a way of, of protecting themselves from something?
2: Both, because sometimes it can it can be caused by by some experience, some unpleasant experience, or some memory that comes back, even unconsciously.
0: Okay, but like, what could be scary about getting a hug for too long?
2: Well, it, there are all sorts of situations like it can sometimes it can remind us of some someone that we cared a lot and have already passed Mm -hmm. and if we hug someone it it makes us sad because we're we're loaning that people we're we're missing someone Mm -hmm. and some people just decide it's better not to feel that so they they stay away from hawks and and some loving, uh, some loving like some shows of love that are gonna remind them uh, remind them of something that they they really cared about. Mm. And some other times, we we have uh, our body has this this five organs that we were talking about. And depending on how our body was made and the time we were born, there there are going to be some of those five organs that are going to be working a bit more. And they're hmm. we're like the, the guidelines and they're the chiefs of our body. Okay. And with love, it's the heart. So, love is the emotion of our heart. For us to be able to feel love and to express love, our heart needs to be there, and it needs to be healthy. and It needs to be well-fed and well-aligned with the rest of the body. So, within this five-organ view, there are uh like cycles and there are there are roles that are being played inside our body and our heart it's always gonna be restrained by the kidneys
1: mm.
2: like the kidneys have control over the heart okay so if someone was born at a time where their kidneys work a lot more and their kidneys are like the the chief of their body which is what we call water if they have a lot of water Uh then they're gonna be most of the time oppressing the heart easily
0: Uh
2: so uh, a good way of helping that is going to be by nourishing the heart Constantly, so Always. that's why
0: there's even like specific food for people that Body. are more okay. Wow, Body. okay.
2: Food, uh, physical activity, emotional activity, you name it. Yeah. This is why in in ancient traditions they used to guide all of the the population, especially the kids, at some some job or some tasks that are going to be good for them it's like okay you're this person you're this this body that was born in this time yeah. for you it's going to be best if you become this
0: right wow right?
2: so it's it's a whole different way of, of planning your life planning your health planning planning your joy.
0: yeah it reminds me of human design yeah yeah so it's like as a manifesting generator i know that i might start a lot of things and not finish them and that i have a lot of energy and like my friend's a projector she needs to get invited more and rest more whereas i like have a lot of energy so wow that's fascinating yeah
1: yeah it's
2: very beautiful that that is what in chinese they call the, the zodiac right or the 12 different animals mixed with the this five faces or this Mm -hmm. five elements.
0: Cool. Okay, so you're explaining why some people may not be as emotional.
2: Yeah because their their emotions are going to be different because their their main organs are different. If you if you talk about the kidneys for example, the kidneys their emotion are Both fear and will. Our kidneys produce everything that allows us to feel fear and to have will. Hmm. Okay, so they, they can be very, very strong and very determined and very focused. Like, I want to do that and I have the will and nothing is going to stop me. So if the heart is there and it wants some some love, yeah, it's okay. But you, you can shut it up and you, you, your focus is going to get okay. there.
0: okay, yeah.
2: Yeah, so it's not as important to them. Hmm. Different as for someone that their heart is their main organ, fire is their main face. Uh-huh. So they're going to be all about love. They're going to be spreading and receiving, and that is going to be their way. But it's, none of them are either good or bad. They're just different. Right. It's not, it's not that if you're not loving and you're not open and you, you won't hog someone for Mm -hmm. half an hour (laughs) Then you're dealing with.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah. I think I need to, I need to respect her boundaries a little more (laughs) and not, not push her to, to open Mm. up to my (laughs) hug. (laughs) (laughs) okay very interesting um oh this is going to be like too long of a question but it's just like there's so much around how we are nothing right we can we can create ourselves from nothing we are everything and nothing but then at the same time we are kind of limited like we are limited by the time we're born and place we're born and and the way that our you know body functions is it kind of just a balance between the two
2: Okay, so I think it's two different things. Okay, because we are, we come from, from nothing, but this nothing is everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And in in the Taoist philosophy, the origin of it all, which we call the Tao, is where nothing exists. Yet there's all the potential all the potential for anything to be created. Right. And us as part of that, our spirit as a part of that. Mm -hmm. And our body, as you can say, is uh, like stardust. It comes from somewhere out there. Mm -hmm. So it is true that, that at least we, we think that is true that we are, nothing yet we are everything
1: Mm -hmm.
2: talk like in a spiritual way and then there's our body our physical and material structure that we hold in this life and this is this one's got systems, it's got experiences it's got limitations and strengths but our job is to work with this as a vehicle to understand the origins. So in Taoist philosophy, there's this word that is "xiao." It means it means to to practice, to cultivate.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We need to cultivate ourselves continuously, to understand ourselves, to understand the ways of the Tao, to understand nature. This is why we study nature. What is the natural way of things? What is the natural way of our spirit? Or What is the natural way of of this body that I hold? And by these two things, we can achieve more consciousness, we can achieve more understanding of the things, and we can hopefully, like this is the the goal of the Taoist, we can understand the Tao and be one with it again.
0: Mm. So is
2: where spirituality comes, right? Yeah, got um, it. So it's
0: right. like it's like the access point.
2: Yeah, exactly. This is the access point in this lifetime.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. But-
2: yeah that is why in in taoism they like this this enlightened beings they call them immortals they're immortals and and the highest form of an immortal a human mortal
1: mm-hmm.
2: is one that is able to go back with with the tao along with his human body mm. Yeah, he understood it so well that he can even take it with him.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. So, is that like what do you describe like having that moment in meditation where you're just, you don't, you know, you're like one with everything?
2: Yeah. Having that moment, not just in meditation, having that moment being uh, like having that moment come home to life. That yeah. what we can call in like in Buddhism, we can call it enlightenment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: or in 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 Catholicism, we can call it I don't know the word in English, but like becoming a saint,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Like you understood what things were, and now you you have the the possibility of seeing, like you, right. you got rid of darkness. Mm-hmm. you have the light you understand
0: right like seeing past the illusion in a way exactly exactly okay
2: but and by seeing past that illusion in the best best of ways you can even bring your your whole self in this lifetime's body Mm -hmm. onto that Mm. onto that yeah origin
0: wow beautiful Do you have time for two two questions that were submitted sure. by others? Sure. Okay. So the first question was coming from a man and he, he wants to know, like, they, you know, there's so much conversation about work on yourself before getting into a relationship. But then there's also like, you're never a finished product. You're always going to be evolving and relating as part of your growth. So he, mm-hmm. he asked, when are we ready for when are we actually emotionally available like what does that actually look like or or when are yeah i'll just leave it there and see okay. where you take it
2: <laughs> okay so i personally i think we are emotionally available when we have the the genuine desire of experiencing a relationship And this, it doesn't mean necessarily that we're going to marry that person and we're going to be happily ever after. Mm -hmm. It means that we are completely engaged with this desire of sharing with someone. And this sharing is going to bring all sorts of of situations. It's going to bring big amount of joy in some parts it's going to be a lot of, a lot of grief in some other parts it's going to be challenging in some other parts but this is all part of the journey this is all part of sharing your life with someone else that too have they, they too have a life and they too have different experiences and they too have different trauma and they have different desires and they have different goals and i think just being being um being like wanting to share that is just the correct sign that you are emotionally available mm. like you said you're not going to be perfect neither them you're just going to be sharing, hopefully, in the the most understanding and loving way. Understanding that both we both are human. We both have things to work on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to work on them together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's too- so good. Just...
0: It just depends on whether you desire it.
2: Yeah. If you if you truly desire, if your if your desire is is genuine and it's is honest, I think that is very important to be honest first of all with yourself. And always being open to study yourself and to work on yourself, to cultivate yourself.
1: Yeah. And this
2: this demands just a lot of self-awareness and practicing observation practicing building this this observation habits Mm.
0: yeah because then then it's almost like the question of am i ready just comes from almost looking for perfection like am i ready to have to have it look this way to have it be good whereas you're saying like it's gonna bring a whole lot of life, it's going to bring a whole lot of everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can say yes to that and look at yourself and see and continuously look at like, what's that showing you about you? How can that bring you back to love? How can that bring you back to healing? And also loving in this with this other person?
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay, the second question is a totally different turn.
1: Okay.
0: which I, I'm curious actually if you dealt with it in, in your practice and it has to do with erectile dysfunction Okay. why does that happen and and yeah have you actually worked with men that have erectile dysfunction
2: I have yes it, wow. it happens out of different reasons but I think I, you can highlight two of them and one is related to to blood flow because uh, the penis is an organ that requires a lot of blood flow mm-hmm. why it can grow whenever it, it's being um, provided with enough blood yeah and this blood needs energy to move so we need to have both we need to have enough blood and enough energy to hold an erection, to maintain it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And this, this comes, again, close to the liver, because the liver is the blood bank. And whenever the liver is not being able to provide enough blood, there's not there's not going to be an erection. The blood is not going to be able to go all the way down. And and even, even so, the, the uh, reproductive organs in Chinese medicine, they belong to the liver channel.
0: Mm, okay.
2: Yeah, the, the liver's blood runs through the, the, the reproductive organs.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
2: okay. so it has a lot to do with, with our liver's health and all of the context that livers help demands, right? Uh So that is one. And the other one, it can be um, a lack of nutrients. Mm. It can be a lack of nutrients because the digestive system is not being able to bring in the nutrients from the food, and that is not gonna be fabricating the blood and the energy necessary. For the erection to happen
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. so that's like the energy perspective look like at the energy like yeah they're
2: always very close together because we need energy to fabricate blood and we need blood to hold the energy in ourselves because the energy moves and it's going to be moving all the time
0: mm-hmm. so we it,
2: it needs a residence it, it needs some material to to get attached to and that is our blood
0: okay
2: so in in chinese medicine we say that the energy is the mother of the blood and the blood is the house of the energy
0: okay
1: yeah that's
0: our yeah
1: yeah
0: i i don't know i feel like in my world blood isn't really talked about that much like i in, yeah. in our sessions you you know you've described that to me and i'm like why doesn't anyone ever talk about my blood and my blood flow like it's not something that's just you know commonly talked about we talked yeah. a lot of, like people talk a lot about the nervous system about your emotions about your thoughts but there isn't that much emphasis on blood which seems to be like really important in your practice it
2: is it is it's one of the most important things Wow. Yeah.
0: So when working with men, do you just focus on working on the liver?
2: No, it depends. It's Each each case is different, which is why I'm sure you've noticed, but every time, every session, if you can call it like that, every session you need to run a diagnosis.
0: When you You, look at my tongue.
2: Exactly. The tongue, the pulse, Mm. the symptoms. In order to understand what's going on right now, yeah. It's going to be different next time because there's there's different things that are gonna happen. We're gonna eat different stuff. We are we're, we're gonna be at a different season of the year, it's gonna be a different hour, so things are gonna be moving different. So each one of us have different different perspectives and different points that we need to analyze. Because we're all individuals. There's no, like, you cannot say, it would be wrong to say I treat, uh, uh, what was the name? Uh, Erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Because you cannot treat a disease. You need to treat a person
1: Mm. That is
2: having this problem. So Mm. what's going on with this person? is this problem being caused because of lack of nutrients is it being caused by trauma is it being caused by an excessive work life mm-hmm. is it being caused by an excessive uh, thoughts and mental activity mm-hmm. so there's a whole branch of things that you, you need to analyze wow and then find the solution
0: yeah what a different perspective than the medical system that we have right now like most you know in most places
1: yeah
0: it's so great. different and and it just comes back to our beginning of our conversation where i've just had seven years myself of you know meeting doctors that don't give me you know that just like don't know what to tell me or just give me antibiotics which just made everything worse um And it's just like what I'm getting from our conversation. It's just it's so integrative. Like it's there's so many things that impact our health and how our body functions.
1: Exactly.
0: And all of it is important. It's all like a a different puzzle piece of the puzzle.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. And and thank you for saying that. You're treating the person. You're not treating like the disease.
1: Yeah yeah you know,
2: that's the way we see it
1: thank
0: yeah, you. beautiful. All right. so as we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to share? Maybe something, yeah, just anything you wish people knew more of or any any words that you could give to people to start having a new relationship with their body?
2: I one thing that usually comes to mind is, I wish sometimes that we all knew that there are very simple and very approachable and easy to find ways to be better every day if we start to pay attention to the real needs of ourselves like if we start paying attention to our thoughts paying attention to the pain we feel Mm. and not just go on on one big way that we're used to but just being open (laughs) being open to receive because life always gets these things close by and they they always show up but we're not with our eyes open most of the time
0: yeah yeah wow that's great. I mean, I, I have to say that that applies to me for sure, because it's like living with this pain for so many years. I I, I asked myself like tonight, when are you going to stop and just take care of this pain? Like, can you actually stop everything in your life and solely focus on this pain? And I didn't realize that focusing on the pain was focusing on everything in my life. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I didn't even know how tight my back was until you called it out, <laughs> and you said your tight, your back's really tight, and I was like, oh, I had no idea. This is just the back that I live with, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've 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 witnessed, you know, in surrendering and being like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pause in my life and just focus on this, which was so scary. But I realized that that was so crucial for me to actually live a thriving, happy life.
2: Right. Right, because that is why it it comes to you, because it's a, a gateway to show you what what you need. Yeah. That is so important.
0: Mm. Yeah. All the all the answers are, are inside us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so, so much for coming on here. If 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 you're listening and you live in Mexico City or you're passing through, you guys must see him and have a session i've had i've I've sent like about seven people to him everyone's like i don't know what's happening but i like it so (laughs) you definitely have a magic touch i mean it's like you come into the room and i already want to cry so (laughs) and that's a good thing guys that's a good thing (laughs) so thank you so much and i will share your information in the show notes and yeah it was such a pleasure to talk to you and get to slow down and poke
2: your brain. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. I'm really thrilled that we made it. Uh, It was
1: lovely. Mm -hmm. And all of this. Thank you so much.